Enter God's rest through Pentecost, Shabbat Shalom, Part 5, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. In our fifth and final blast of this series, Let's Enter God's Rest, I would like to discuss walking in the Spirit and explain its connection or relationship to the Feast of Pentecost. So much false doctrine on this topic is accepted and taught in the world's churches that without shedding light on the truth, man will never be able to enter God's rest. We can read the Word, learn about the two different knowledges, God's physical and spiritual laws as discussed in the previous parts of this series, but without the discernment of our spirit, none of it will seem logical or make sense to our soul man. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 explains why. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Therefore, without our Spirit leading us at the direction of the Holy Spirit, we will not be able to put his knowledge or laws to use. So again, If our spirit is not revived or brought to the forefront to direct our thinking, how could we possibly enter into the rest of God if it is only our spirit that can see or understand how to enter? Obedience would still be as impossible for us today as it was thousands of years ago for old Israel who were not born again or baptized by God's Spirit. Hebrews Chapter 4, verses 5 through 6. And again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. It was God's desire they become evidence of how a nation loved and blessed by God would prosper to the nations around them, practicing pagan religions. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, to fulfill his plan for the renewal of the whole of creation, and those to whom it was first preached, did not enter because of disobedience. They tried in their fleshly minds, their intellect, to be obedient to the letter of God's law. They could not understand the spirit behind them or their intent. They failed. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 explains further the reason the natural man before baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit, cannot enter today as well. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. This is the condition of the majority of mankind today. Adam and Eve chose flesh and blood, meaning they chose to be guided through their flesh and soul man, rather than relying on the insight and perception of their spirit that was connected to God's spirit. This is how man's intellect became his guide. To show us the difference, in 1 Corinthians, Paul was correctly teaching from his spirit, as taught from the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, through intellect, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, 
comparing spiritual things with spiritual, things only man's spirit can comprehend. So Adam and Eve, including all mankind born from them, became a people driven mostly by their flesh, what they saw, what they heard, tasted, smelled, and touched was the guiding factor behind their actions. Their minds were trained to function through the knowledge they were fed from the world around them and influenced by their senses and emotional response to that knowledge rather than discerning through their spirits the thoughts and feelings of God. Herein lies the dilemma many people of today face. Intellect will stop man from reacting beyond what they know. Steeped in the world's wisdom, not taught to discern through their spirits, but to rely on their reasoning ability alone. Rebellion and sin run rampant. Lacking contact with God through their spirit, faith was lost. Man had to see to believe and feel to react. In fact, over time, God's ways and thoughts became totally illogical to the Adamic race. Satan's ways, his laws, were programmed into the heart and minds of man, and his knowledge became the database from which they led their lives. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 Whose minds the God of this age, Satan, has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel. The gospel, by the way, is more than salvation, It is God's plan for the all-inclusive restoration of man and all creation through Christ. Of the glory of Christ, bringing to light his miraculous defeat of the enemy's plan to steal God's creation and how he covered every sin humanity walked in since the fall of man, who is the image of God, should shine on them Satan meant to keep the total victory of the cross a mystery to man. Blinded by the enemy, they became a soulish and carnal race. Remember, in the beginning, Adam and Eve were spirit beings with the individuality of their soul, shaping their personality, forming their traits, reflecting emotions like those of their father. Psalm chapter 11 verse 5 is an example of God's feelings. The Lord tests the righteous, but the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. Many do not understand God has a soul, a personality, likes and dislikes, or consider how their personal lives affect him. Man, although designed spirit beings, unlike those created for heaven, were also given a body that adapted them to live on this planet. Earth had been given to humanity as their special home at creation. They, therefore, were equipped to extend their garden home and created, capable of building a perfect existence as residents of Earth. That is why Jesus, a spirit being, had to also have a body to make the walk on Earth for our redemption to overcome and reverse all the chaos and confusion caused by mankind, led by their flesh. He too needed to be born through the flesh. Hebrews 
chapter 2, verse 14. And as much then as the children, Adam and Eve, have partaken of flesh and blood, we can see their choice in this portion of Scripture to allow their flesh to be their contact rather than their spirit. He himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. Satan could not kill man's original spirit-led body. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5 Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. He would allow himself to be killed, sacrificed for us. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10 shows us why. By that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The Spirit of God, who is omnipresent, was in Christ, who became an individual, a living soul at his conception, and developed a body through Mary, a descendant of Adam. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19, that is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Because of Mary's bloodlines, he too would need to be born again to complete his part in God's plan for redemption, pay the price for our sin as the perfect Passover lamb, and through his death and resurrection meet the requirements of jubilee to legally return mankind from Satan or the devil to their father. Matthew chapter 3 verses 13 through 15 Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus, as our propitiation for sin, had to be an unblemished, perfect sacrifice, not an Adamic, altered body. Then he allowed him. So Jesus was a spirit, had a soul, and lived in a body just like us. Look at how sinless he walked, the miraculous things he supernaturally did. Those that are born again, with their spirit revived, and have been spirit-filled, are just as capable of these things, and more. John chapter 3 verse 6 That which is born of the flesh is flesh, like Adam, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit, the newborn creature. John chapter 14 verse 12 Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Or returned as the Passover lamb, offering his body to appease the wrath of God for man's sins and rebellion, conquering death 
the punishment for sin. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. After he ascended to the Father as the Passover lamb, he returned to be with those that believed and loved him as what we know as the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verses 16 through 18. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, who is truth, the way and life, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. All this can only deeply be understood through our spirit. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So he did return at the Feast of Pentecost. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is in the born-again, spirit-filled new creature to continue the plan of the regeneration of creation. You see, man is helpless to go beyond fallen Adam and Eve without being reconnected to the Lord. But with him, all things are possible. With his spirit linked to ours, there is no stopping us. We can enter God's rest and begin to fulfill the promises and manifest the plan of God for the renewing of creation to the original perfection of the garden. What wonderful things we can do as the spirits of man unite. The body of Christ will come together in bodies we can see and at the same time bring together his bride, seen and recognized only by our spirits. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him, the bride. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? The Groom As God was in Christ, so he is in his new species to gather his people, work miracles to restore them, and start over as in Noah's day. When led by our spirits, man will not only walk as individuals, but as a body by faith, not sight alone, unafraid, and in love and power of the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17 For we, though many, are one bread and one body, the body of Christ. For we all partake of that one bread, Jesus, the bread of life. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear. We should not be afraid to step out as children of God and walk as Christ walked but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Not many walk this way. Why? For one thing, understand, 
It is our spirit that converses with God, and it does this through a language we do not understand today. Adam and Eve perhaps understood before the fall. As individuals, the ability to speak to God is revived, however, at the infilling or baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is not just celebrating the Feast of Pentecost, this is experiencing it. Our spirits can now receive and understand the thoughts of God transmitted by the Holy Spirit to our minds, so our actions are in line with Him. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries that intellect cannot comprehend. When we function through our intellect, fed from our soul man, and are connected to the world through our flesh, we are almost always out of God's will. Therefore, the problems, pain, and suffering of the world overtake us. These difficulties are not God's fault, but ours. Jesus came to earth to overcome the lust and lure of the world, its systems, culture, and evil people. He overcame the evil spirits of Ephesians chapter 6 and all the problems that evolved from man's rebellion, freeing us of sickness, disease, all disorders caused by breaking the law of God. He gave us that victory. He even defeated death for us. Why is man not walking in this victory? Because it is found only in the plan of God, nestled in God's rest. Mankind must get there to move ahead from where we are. Again, our spirit will lead us there. Our flesh, driven by intellect, will draw us out. Can you see why we must pull away, run from doctrine that teaches it is not necessary to be baptized in the Spirit or to speak in tongues? This doctrine is one of the greatest atrocities of the world's churches. We must experience Pentecost. Our spirits must be awakened and reconnected to the Holy Spirit and given a language to communicate with God. This is the Feast of Pentecost. Side note, the original Hebrew and Aramaic texts did not have capitalization and the original Greek used only uppercase. Capitalization was added by the translators and added according to the doctrine of their time, based on the world's knowledge. Thus, many truths were lost to the world's church. As a matter of fact, Punctuation was added as well, as neither the original Hebrew or Greek texts were punctuated. Now go back and read Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, taking out the capitalization. So with this in mind, let us read Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 14. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Spirit, a small s, gives a much different understanding 
and a greater continuity of Scripture as well. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, man's flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, on the account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, meaning, in his natural body, Jesus defeated man's sin for him. That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Spirit, this can only be accomplished by those that walk led by their spirits. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, Spirit, the things of the Spirit, small spirit both times, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. Only through our spirit is there true life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be, our minds must feed on God's knowledge through our spirits. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God pretty plain. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, and you are filled with the Spirit of God. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, baptized into Christ, he is not his. Those that were taught, we don't need to be baptized by the Spirit. Please read this line of scripture again. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit, spirit, is life because of righteousness. The righteousness of Christ's sacrifice makes us righteous, and the Spirit of God connects to our spirit, bringing eternal life. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. This awesome promise of eternal life can only be fulfilled in those filled by the Lord's spirit and connected to their spirit. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Because man's spirit is eternal and one with the Holy Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Bottom line, Mankind cannot be totally regenerated and perfected children of God in fulfillment of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 54, unless led by the Holy Spirit through his relationship with our human spirit. 1 Corinthians 
chapter 15, verse 54. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Now let us let Scripture tie our new knowledge concerning our spirit to Pentecost. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This baptism most of the church recognizes. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with his Holy Spirit and fire. Speaking of Jesus, of course. Acts chapter 2 verses 38 through 39. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not in the titles of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, as much of the church baptizes, but in the name of Jesus, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, capital S for sure, and this promise is meant for everyone. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Many are called, few are chosen. Maybe we can see why through our new knowledge. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, They were all with one accord, in one place. No denominations, splits, divisions, or secret societies. Just children of God. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues, as of fire, and one set upon each of them. A pure language was returned to mankind, as prophesied many years ago by the prophet Zephaniah. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9 For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language, that they all may call on the name of the Lord, to serve him with one accord. Mark chapter 16 verse 17 is evidence. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. The language of our spirits connected to the Lord is not one based on doubt and unbelief. Through our spirits we derive great faith. At the prompting of the devil, man is still arguing if the above is real, however. Those that have bought the lie that tongues are not for us today have deprived their spirit from speaking to the Father. And even worse, those that taught them that lie are in danger of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Doctrine that teaches the feasts of God are not for now or that they are not important today, 
stifle God's people from eating the fresh manna served at the Lord's table. Since the feasts of God are where these truths are found, they actually prevent man from entering the rest of God. The way there is spiritually discerned, it is vitally important that our human spirits be enabled to communicate with the Holy Spirit, that He may pass on God's knowledge to us and convey God's feelings concerning our daily walk. In short, the Holy Spirit will reveal God's rest to our spirit and show us our part in God's plan as one that is a new species. This is, by the way, experiencing Rosh Hashanah. Different from Adam's race, the new species are in the image of the second Adam, Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 49, explains, And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, Adam, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man, who again was a spirit that had a soul and lived in a body like us. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 says, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit. Should be a capital. See how incorrect capitalization can cause false doctrine and rob man of God's promises. John Chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, why we are to be baptized in his name, he will teach you all things. He communicates to the fullest with our spirit to exchange information, impart ideas, transmit God's feelings, evoking correct understanding of God's knowledge and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Help us remember Scripture and recall God's laws, so the word of our testimony is perfectly correct and valid. In closing, without the Holy Spirit leading mankind through their spirit, they will never be a part of the worldwide jubilee Christ died for or experienced the following feasts the final Feast of Atonement. Nor will they dwell with God as a perfectly restored people on an earth cleansed of all sin, sickness, pain, and sorrow. You see, there will be no more death for those that experience the next and final Feast of Tabernacles. In short, without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Man will never experience all the promises and blessings the Lord has for his creation. Christ's total victory will be elusive, impossible to achieve, and mankind will not be able to enter even the first feast, the Feast of Sabbath, which is, by the way, God's rest where harmony, total restoration, order, and peace are found. A highway is there called the highway of holiness that leads from time to eternity. But if even the born again do not metamorphose through God's knowledge into spirit beings, they will be left behind in yesterday. 
So let us be diligent in our walk to become the mature new species, ones led by their spirits and at the direction and unction of the Holy Spirit, enter into God's rest, His peace, His kingdom, where Christ's victory is found. Shabbat Shalom.